Hi, everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host, Matt. We are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I am fantastic, Robbie, because I watched this episode, and as soon as I've been talking about it, I can forget it ever happened, because who? Oh, just... Oi, oi. What? This episode's great, man. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. This is really good. It's made, like, filled with laughs. It's heart-touching. Um recognizable characters people like i would recognize as human behavior you know full of it full of human behavior in this episode those are normal uh, yes this those is all were... full of things that humans would do normal caveats you you talk about with fiction and narrative stories uh, oh these are humans <laughs> i'm not i'm joking this episode's not very good hi we are brought to you by our supporters on patreon you can support us by going to patreon.com slash the simpson show for only two dollars a month you can access to all of our bonus content um, by the time you hear this, it'll be October. Not a better time to join than the beginning of the month. Uh, tons and tons and tons. Hours and hours and hours of podcasting me and Matt doing t- talking about everything related to The Simpsons, plus ongoing weekly content we release every single week. The best deal in podcasting. I say it again. This is I, We have someone to thank, Matthew. Might have thanked him before. We'll thank him again. Gamer 24 thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, this all the gamers out there. <laughs> <laughs> this week's episode is called Wedding for Disaster, episode LABFO5, originally aired March 29th, 2009, written by Joel H. Cohen, directed by Chuck Sheets, received a 3.7 rating with 6.6 million viewers. The chalkboard gag by PE Bank is not entitled to TARP funds. Matt, what's a TARP? Uh, Matt, jokes about the financial crisis. What's a TARP fund? Uh, do you remember during the pandemic they had those uh, business loans? I forget they had a special name for them. Um, P- the PP? The yeah something like that yeah it was basically that but for the financial crisis of 2008 but it was most it was mostly aimed at large businesses so this is a joke how bart's business is not large enough to qualify because back during the financial crisis we decided that heck no we're certainly not going to be rescuing small businesses only very large businesses are important in the economy our government's great i mean we did better this time around but there's still a long way to go uh the cha- the the couch gag Four dinner courses are served resembling Homer, Lisa, Marge, and Bart. And after dinner, Mint resembling Maggie. They're all served a comic book guy. Um, he tosses down his napkin after wiping his mouth, and its stains form a picture of the family on the couch. I don't like this. Really? I actually thought this was one of the best parts of the episode, because the rest of it was so terrible. Why don't you like this? Okay, Matt. Let me... I'll, 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 I'll Disclaimer, caveat. It's better than most of the episode, but... I don't like this is, I think, just the thing for me. I don't know what it is. I think it creates a lot of tonal dissonance in me um, because this is clearly meant to be humorous. Right. Mm-hmm. This is a joke. It's couch, literally the couch gag. Um, and it shows comic book guy cutting into our characters, eating them like literally Bart is a steak, a steak in the right. shape of Bart's head uh, and, and comic book cuts it into pieces and eats it. And I don't like not just this in real in any thing like they, there's people like they make, you know, cakes and and baked goods that resemble humans or re- resemble mm-hmm. things like, you know, life in, in various shapes. I never like it when people cut into that and it's like, oh, look at that. It's cake. And I'm like, no, that's gross. Like, it looks like you're eating a foot. Like, don't. I don't like it. Like, that's a horror thing to me. Like, that's a horror trope. 
and you, it's not funny. I know. I just think, oh, gross. So that's what I think of when I think of this. I don't want comic book okay. or like it's weird, like fetish stuff that I also don't know. Thank you for me. I'm I'm not going to shame you if you enjoy that type of stuff, but no thanks. Don't want to think about Maggie being eaten by a comic book guy. Weird to me. I don't know. I don't. There's some okay. wires crossed. It makes me upset. Um, this is the guest star is Kelsey Grammer as Sideshow Bob. I'm going to my first complaint, Matt, my first complaint about this episode. OK, big complaint. We, I've been sold a false bill of goods. Really? Why did you say that? Sideshow Bob is in literally a single scene of this episode. Ah, uh, yes, that's right. Because last week, I believe you said that the um, uh, the description of this episode mentioned Sideshow Bob. The description specifies, oh, uh, Homer's abducted. Bart and Lisa think it's Sideshow Bob. They go after him. That is two scenes. That is, literally, it's a single scene, Very really. Tiny. Yeah, they're short scenes. That that is not the plot of this episode. It's not like Sideshow Bob is there for a scene and then he's gone. This is not a Sideshow Bob episode. This is a false bill of goods. Um, it's my first big complaint. It won't be to let my last. Don't worry. Also, I would like to point out we get a full length intro uh, sequence, full length, a big long couch gag. This episode doesn't get started until nearly two minutes in, minute and forty one seconds before we actually get something that is not just the intro. Uh, and who oh boy, there is filler. Hey, man, you want to talk about filler? There is a lot of filler. A lot of filler. This whole first act, all filler. There is nothing in this first act that it is ma- that matters. None of it. It is all filler. It's just nonsense. Because um, we have the family in church, even though they quickly leave. The family is in church, and they are gone, and then we stay in church, as the, as Reverend Lovejoy announces. What is apparently a big deal, the parson is visiting. Yes, honestly, at the end of this episode, I had completely forgotten all of this stuff that happened in the beginning, because it's so unrelated to the rest of what goes on. But I, I, this whole bit with the parson is just, it, it tries to be one of those skewering of religions. Uh, that you know the the golden years episodes did, but just comes across as just a little weird. Uh, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that eventually because it takes a while to get there. It's I, like some of it I can I could give a pass to I, if it led to something. Like this becomes a big story. Oh, the parson is visiting. So here in my first clip we have the parson arriving. We get a new story from Ken Brockman. The whole town is excited. Springfielders have camped out all night to get a glimpse of the most saintly person to visit our town since Mother Teresa stopped here to gas up her Vesper. And I'm selling all sorts of uh, faith-based knickknacks. <laughs> Let's take a look. I'd commit arson for the parson. Clergymen can kiss my apps. All kinds of gems. Surprisingly, none of them have sold. Except for this one. <laughs> there you have it. News has never been softer. What's that? The Parson is here! Oh my god! It's him! The earthly embodiment of the elected chair of the National Congress of Deacons! Well, well, well. Hello, everybody. Oh, I hope you didn't go to all this trouble for little old me. Parson, Parson, give us a quick official church position on family. Well, in these modern times, family is more important than ever. (sighs) You just made my mustache tingle. Settle, settle down. That is Flanders telling his mustache to calm down. <laughs> I don't 
know why this is happening. I don't know what any of this... This is... uh, This is, I'm pretty sure, Hank Azaria's Bing Crosby impression. Yes, it's exactly what I thought of when I heard saw it. I think that's what this is. I think it's Hank Azaria doing a Bing Crosby impersonation. Um... Which is fine, I suppose. If you're gonna, you can pick somebody, a, a classic actor, being Crosby, singer, whatever. Multi, I mean, I guess that's it's a thing I've never really thought about, Matt. But apparently, if you were like a famous in the '40s or '50s, you were you just did everything. You were like, yeah, you'd have your musical career, but not, you'd also be in a lot of movies. You're like, if you're a music, uh, you're a musician, a singer, you would be on broadway you would do everything i yeah i yeah you'd dance you sit you'd be in movies i don't you'd act uh you just did it all and i don't i guess there's still those people today but that's who this is uh the parson is a big deal and it would have been the, the the first time the simpsons did a bit where you're like oh we have uh, someone who should not be a big deal visits the town and it is a big deal like it's silly. It's not a like it's a small town, Springfield. And the, honestly, this kind of stuff is more in line with Golden Year Simpsons than a lot of other things because Springfield is a small town, and you're having a a, a big church official. It would certainly be newsworthy. Oh, we're gonna visit. If it went somewhere, I think I would be very forgiving of it. But that's the just um. The parson is here. I don't know what a parson is, Matt. I had to look it up. I had no idea what a parson I mean, was. I have a vague idea of. I mean, like, they give me context in the episode where it's like, he's some church official that's in charge of some higher level. It's not... Like, I understand Catholicism and that, their weird bureaucracy to a certain extent. I don't know, because we don't really know what kind of church the Simpsons go to. Like Lutheranism, right? Exactly. It's a made-up Anglican, Presbyterian, Lutheran, something or other. And so this parson also doesn't necessarily exist. It's fine. Um, so parson, the parson shows up, says hello to everybody, glad hands, very nice-ish person, um, and he needs to talk to Reverend Lovejoy. Tim? I'm here because of a problem with your last recertification. When we tried to charge the filing fee to your credit card, it was declined. Oh, yeah, the bank put on a security hold after they saw a charge from an offshore poker club. Helen had bought a fireplace poker from Nova Scotia. She says it shifts logs better than American pokers, but I disagree. We'll get through it. We always do. Yeah, love conquers all, huh? <laughs> I remember when she was Helen Schwartzbaum. In fact, I remember when she was Harold Schwartzbaum. You what? I've said too much, but for the three months it took your card to go through, you weren't certified. Anything you officiated during that time, funerals, baptisms, even bingo, well, it just didn't count. Oh, well, I'm sure the Lord is understanding. No, he's not. Well, I'll notify those affected right away. Tea time. What's going on? Helen, I was briefly uncertified. So all those graces you said were a lie? That food might as well have been regurgitated by Satan himself. Regurgitated by Satan, he couldn't keep it down. Oh, sick, 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 he got sick, sick, sick. And that's how volcanoes were born. This, this just... What is happening? This is a bad episode. I, I don't know. I feel like we are on a weird religion-based acid trip. A, a, a blink and you miss it 
momentary reference to the fact that Helen used to be Harold. Yeah, that would that is completely glossed over super quickly. We, there was no mention of it again, and it's like, um, what? Hey? Why is that there? It's so strange. What are you doing? What is? What's the person? What's the purpose of this? I I don't like. They have they 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 have this bit where he sings. It's not the only time he sings. We get it a few different times. It's reference to a character uh, that Crosby did in is a film called. Going My Way from 1944, um, the singing specifically. But this is the very remnant remnant and beginnings of a plot where Reverend Lovejoy wasn't certified for three months, so nothing he did counted. Okay, Matt, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be generous, okay? Okay. Be very generous here. Where if you wanted to spin this out into the meaning of this bureaucracy and religion in a small town, right? Mm -hmm. And the role it plays and the importance of these small, dumb things and why they matter and maybe why they don't matter to the Simpsons in particular. Okay. I'm, I'm open to that. Like that is minutia and mundane and mundanity that, but it's it, the kind that would be uh, useful uh, you, to the Simpsons, for the Simpsons to explore in a very traditional way. Correct. And it would be very simple. And it would start with this very small, simple thing. And then it would spin out into the family having conflicts uh, amongst themselves. And if you want to make it Homer and Marge, that's perfectly fine. Um. And maybe even leading to questions about the church, about faith, etc., and the role it plays in their marriage. Sure. All right. Sounds good. Um, but that's not what happens. That's not what we get. Because this is just an excuse. Uh, this is all an excuse. It takes a very long time to get here. Um, so Helen and... Well, not Helen. I still caught up with helen helen doesn't need to be here she doesn't matter <laughs> nothing she nothing involving her matters and lovejoy himself doesn't matter either uh he has to go around tour tell everyone that everything he did in those three months doesn't count so he looks over his records and goes we talk to people we get a little tour of i guess parishioners including cletus cletus doesn't go to the church i don't know why they they like I, they had a joke for cletus that is literally what happens um but like I mentioned, Homer and Marge were remarried during that period. Not their first marriage, where they got remarried when Kirk and Luann broke up for the first time. So, Lovejoy goes to them. Isn't there, isn't there a sign at some point in this episode that says, Happy Fourth Marriage? I, so, was there another point when they got divorced? I don't know, Matt. I don't know. Uh, I, okay. I, we have Lovejoy breaking the news to the Simpsons. Kirk and Luann split up, so Homer, fearing we would do the same, preemptively filed for divorce. But then you remarried us, and we were as solid as ever. And I think Papu got lucky with my sister. <sighs> well, I'm afraid that joyous occasion fell during a time when I wasn't actually a minister. Uh, since that time, you two have not been legally wed. You don't get it, Padre. My old lady and I have a thing going on. We don't need a piece of paper to keep it real. Who are you calling an old lady? I need that paper quick! Couple things. One, 
pretty sure Apu was married to Manjula uh, during that wedding thing. Was that before the Manjula episode? That was before Manjula, I'm pretty sure. Okay, okay. Uh, just, just double checking. I couldn't remember the exact timeline. Uh, but secondly, what does Reverend Lovejoy's status as a minister have to do with them being legally married? Not, nothing. No, okay, not, not I just wanted that. to verify that. I'm like, you, you still have to have it. You, you have to have the form notarized. That's it. You just need a notary. All you have to do is have someone who is legally recognized to marry you, to literally perform a ceremony where someone asks, do you, do you, I do, I do, you're done. And then you need paperwork filled out and presented to your state government. And they will reckon, then they can legally recognize your marriage as a legal entity for tax purposes. That's all that required. That's all that's required. So at this point, I mean, it's, I, I don't know, like, it's just so, it's like, again, this, this, that's the thing, Matt, where I went, wait a minute. If this is, it's at this point where I go, wait a minute, what does this episode have to do with Sideshow Bob then? Like, I'm like, wait, why is there, why are we talking to Lovejoy so long? Like, I'm watching this and I'm like, wait a minute, where's Sideshow Bob? They say Homer gets abducted and they're worried about Sideshow Bob. What's going on? Um, that's not even, there's no mention of that yet. Um, it, I, I want to emphasize this. This is the start of the story. It's not really, this is not the plot yet. Okay. We're not there yet. And I thought we were past the days of endless inciting incidents, but it takes seven minutes to get here. Seven minutes of episode of an episode that's 20 minutes long, seven of it. Just to get us to the scene where Lovejoy tells Homer and Marge that their wedding, their marriage technically doesn't count, even though is the, is the parson going to like, is he going back? Is he like going, OK, is he going to go to the state government and tell them that like, oh, no, all of these weddings don't count? Is it are they going to do that? No, like no one's going to say a word. No one would care. Lovejoy, like, sure, in the bureaucracy of the of the church like as a joke effectively because in real life most churches would be like it's fine they wouldn't because his credit card didn't go through it's not they're not going to do that but in the episode you would still have to like and like okay this is all minutiae all nonsense minutiae that doesn't matter and if that's what the whole episode is about okay sure that there's a lot of episodes of the Simpsons in the golden years that are about like dumb little minor things that end up causing the family a lot of strife. Okay. But it doesn't turn into that. It goes in a cra crazier and crazier direction as we go. Uh, we go to commercial at seven minutes and 37 seconds. And when we come back, we're starting to deal with the fallout of this. Uh, we have the family around the breakfast table. Uh, they are going on and on about uh, Bart thinking that he's a bastard now, uh, but <laughs> he wasn't because Bart was born when they were married. Uh, he is still a bad person uh, in the version of that word. So they think, hey, um, they, uh, they just have to go to City Hall, you know, go down there, get their paper stamped, whatever. I think there's a three day waiting period. So whatever. Uh, so they go do that. But but Robbie, I don't know if you know this, but, but you know, getting something done at city hall it just it takes absolutely forever back in those days i mean the lines were super long you could, there was no way you could do any of this and while they're waiting in line Marge decides 
oh, this just this just isn't romantic. I mean, I know it's just a formality because of a weird bureaucratic snafu on the church's part, but it's just not romantic enough. So they just don't. They leave. Go through the long line to get out through another metal detector, and they just leave without getting anything done. That's it. That's just they're just yep. It's not romantic enough, so you know they're gonna have to do something else to get married. I guess. <sighs> Matt, what this might as well be a writer showing up on screen and telling the Simpsons to leave. Like it is li- yep. like and okay, I'm gonna spoil this a little bit. This episode turns into Marge wanting to have a a proper wedding, right? She becomes you know the, what you, you know that's go, true. You, you know what you could have done instead of this whole city hall bit. You could just have Marge decide that <laughs> she just wants yeah, a proper wedding. Yeah, you could just have Marge say, "Hey, this is a great opportunity for me to have the wedding I always wanted." Boom, done. <laughs> it could have just or you know what, Matt? You'd literally start the episode that way. You literally have an episode where Marge is. They could be watching TV, and there's a royal wedding on TV, or Ooh. or something, or you know, romantic, and or watching a movie that is about a wedding, or or which a lot of movie, a lot of romantic comedies have weddings in them, and Marge could be watching it and go, you know, Homer, we've had multiple weddings, and none of them were very romantic. I want a real wedding. I want to have a big cake. I want to invite all our friends. I want to have table settings. I want it to be big and fancy and expensive. We never got it. We are finally in a position to do it. I want to have that. I want it. And I know and March could even go, and maybe it doesn't make a lot of sense, but or they go to a friend's wedding. Like it's just so many ways. It's so easy. But instead and even well, and even if they wanted to have something, oh, you know, Homer and March have to get married again. Uh, they could say, oh, we got a letter saying that, uh, you know, so-and-so uh, from the city was disbarred, and so our marriage doesn't count. Something real quick, easy, boom. Now they have to have another wedding. Cut to Marge being a bridezilla. That's all you have to do. I, I, It doesn't matter, Matt. Because ultimately, they don't really care about the wedding either. It's such a strange thing. Like, I don't know. It's... Oh, Again, it's that weird, like it feels like, um, feels like exquisite corpse. Feels like that. Do you know what exquisite corpse is, Matt? No, no, I was gonna make you explain, but you asked, so no, I have no clue. <laughs> exquisite corpse is basically a way. That it's a, a, a very at this point at at this point in time, it's become a very loose art. It used to be a, like a game, but it is used uh, also now as like a legitimate art as well and in in various art forms not even just visual art but also narrative art but basically someone starts an artwork passes it off to another artist without letting that second artist see the work they had done they only see the like the leaving off point basically and so you would it's like telling a story from uh, different perspectives without it's kind of like a purposeful game of telephone that that is it's a I, monkey dishwasher kind of that kind of that in that that idea i'm probably explaining it poorly but if you google exclusive corpse you'll have someone explain it better, probably better than i can but this feels like is an exquisite course where it's like oh well we're gonna have someone write the first act it's all about a parson and weird minutiae within the church in the springfield and then that leads to homer and march but then the second act like oh no it's now it's all about marge throwing a wedding and like what's going on it's so disconnected. Like, why? 
Why is it? Why so much disconnect? It doesn't need to be. You can just do the things you tell the story you want to tell, Simpsons. Yeah. So uh, here we are. Uh, Marge wants a new wedding, or wants it to be more romantic anyway. So uh, Homer decides to oblige her because he loves Marge. Hello. Hello, it's me, Lance Romance. Your first mission is to look out the window. <laughs> Whatever you say, Lance. Oh. This is Bill and Marty saying, Marge, go down to the basement. <gasps> Hmm, what's going on? A violin? Pants with a crease? Why? Marge, you deserve a wedding day that, unlike our children, was planned in advance. So, will you marry me in style? Oh, yes, Homer. Yes. Did you hear that, Santa? She said yes. Yes. <laughs> now back to your cold, airless tune. Oh, oh, oh. So, yes. Uh, this is Homer trying to be romantic, trying to say that he loves Marge and wants her to have what she wants. Uh, this is a good parallel to our bonus episode for this month, uh, where we uh, examine season 11 Homer in Take My Wife's Sleaze, and how Homer, at this point, honestly, Robbie, I'm going to say something. This episode has one of the best Homers we've seen in years. I can't remember when Homer was this relatable. Oh, he's barely in it. He's only been in it for a few days, <laughs> and he's uh, tortured for a little while. But but honestly, he's just a normal guy. He wants his wife to have fun. Uh, he's stressed out by her bridezillaine, and then he gets kidnapped and has to look a hot sauce lollipop. You know, but, <laughs> but still, yeah, he reacts like a normal person would. I, you, you know, Matt, I didn't really think about it. You're right. I agree. I have to agree with you. Unfortunately, all of it goes to Marge. Yes, all of this. Uh, it, Marge is the, one of the main characters of this episode. Uh, we also get some Bart and Lisa sleuthing eventually, but that that's that's uh, Act Three of the Exquisite Corpse. When I have no <laughs> idea where this even goes. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I know. It, so uh, Homer is the problem with this episode is not Captain Wacky Homer. It's a different problem. <laughs> it is. It is. For once, that is one thing they got almost right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, after this, we see that Marge and Homer are not going to get married for real. Marge is going to have her dream wedding. Unfortunately, that means there's a lot of decisions to be made. And like a lot of women uh, who have been raised in this, you know, wedding centric culture of ours, Marge goes a little bit nuts about it. She demands blue roses from a florist, even though blue roses aren't a thing. Uh, she I forget the other stuff she does, but eventually it gets to the point where it goes a little nuts and Homer has to step in. All right, people, I want every table to have two baskets of bread, but only one plate of butter. That will stimulate conversation. What if we... There is no we in wedding. But there is, Marge. The first two letters. I can't believe you're ruining the second Thursday before the wedding. I can't believe you told Lenny and Carl they could bring dates. Because they're not even coming to the wedding. Why not? Because their RSVP cards arrived one day after the deadline. Marge, uh, maybe you should take a break from wedding planning. I think you're becoming a bridezilla. Bridezilla? <gasps> a combination of bride and Godzilla? 
How could you say that? More like you're a king wrong. And after that, we get a God, probably 30 seconds of uh, Maggie seeing this because Maggie's in the room with them uh, when this is happening. Maggie sees uh, Marge as Godzilla, Homer as King Kong. There's about 30 seconds of fighting. Then Marge wanders off and Homer gets a snack and continues to read a book about apes in the King Kong message. No, no, no. no it's a People magazine in real life. Yes, that, sorry, it's Field Magazine. It's Ape Magazine in Maggie's, you know, seeing Homer as an ape. Again, Matt, this is me being optim- positive. I'm going to try to be positive. Mm-hmm. In this instance, at least we get the clear, clear analog. This is Maggie seeing this. Maggie sees them as the kaiju fighting each other. It is not literally that, which I would say, of course, it isn't literally them turning into big monsters. But. I don't know if they wouldn't do that in season 20. I mean, this episode has a Saw parry in it, so I don't know. This is not. <laughs> this isn't a Trails of Horror episode. This is a normal, standard Simpsons episode. So I don't know what they will or won't do anymore, if there are any rules or standards. This is through Maggie's eyes. I don't mind this, honestly, Matt. Unfortunately, it has to lead to something, and it doesn't really at all. It does not, unfortunately. Um, but we're going to move past that to get to the point of the episode, <laughs> maybe, kind of, sort of. Uh, because at, at this point, we see Marge on the wedding day. Uh, she is doing the, you know, super organized uh, bride thing. Uh, she's got uh, all of her, you know, set up with her bridesmaids uh, down to the second. Uh, she's got a walkie-talkie with everybody, cueing the, the you know, the band, and uh, she's then cueing Homer uh homer we, we, uh, partway through this we cut to homer and homer is sad and he, you, you see him dejected and feeling like oh man this is this is not fun marge is not being great I, i'm not enjoying this wedding day maybe everything marge ever wanted but it's not really what i want to do uh so when homer is cued by marge over the walkie-talkie he doesn't show up homer is just gone they go to his little suite and the door is open the wind is blowing in and homer is nowhere to be found so marge fears that she has been left at the altar and we go to a commercial okay man Come back from commercial 13 minutes and 16 seconds. This episode, there's nothing wrong, quote unquote, with this episode yet. Okay? Right. I, I think it could still function the way it is intended up until this point if they've made a different choices. But unfortunately, so Marge is upset. She thinks Homer has abandoned her, left her at the altar again. Uh, does that make any real sense? No. Why would Homer abandon her here? They've been married for a decade. They have kids. They were married. And after this, sure, Marge has turned into a bridezilla. But after this is over, she'll just be Marge again and they'll return to their normal life. Why would Homer abandon her now? Do you, Just one glimpse of Marge as being kind of controlling and obsessive is too much? We don't know. Marge is upset. And here's the problem. Man. Uh-huh. The Saul parody starts. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's the problem this is where it gets real weird this is where it doesn't it both is it just all of it is a problem in different ways um homer we get to homer chained up in a basement and he doesn't know where he is what's going on what's with all the darkness hello march where am i 
What the? I'm chained up like a common bicycle. Who would do this to me? It would have to be someone who could afford a chain. You're going to be here a while. But I have to marry Marge. As of now, your pathetic little life means nothing. Just so you know, you're making a pretty bad first impression. It's all my fault. Homer wanted to serve those little cocktail hot dogs, but no. I had to have spring rolls. They taste like nothing. I, this is my, uh, my thought about this, Matt. You don't show Homer. Yeah, you have no idea what happened to him. Makes more sense that way. You don't have a salt parody. You don't have you don't have homer at all that is this is supposed to be this is a mystery this is it turned it has turned into a mystery with lisa and bart on the case trying to solve where their father is they think and they immediately go oh dad wouldn't leave they, they go homer wouldn't leave marge that's stupid no matter what marge did at this point he's not gonna abandon her here he's been taken something happened to him we need to figure out that what that what that is and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I was actually kind of intrigued by the that idea when I read it on the Wikipedia last week, where I was like, oh, the that's fun. It's going to be Bart and Lisa working together. Always love them as a detective team. Sideshow Bob's involved. Maybe we get, we get some red herrings here and there. Homer's been kidnapped. Okay. But instead, we cut directly to Homer. Oh, there's no tension at all about why homer left if he left he's obviously been abducted we know there's no mystery anymore the only mystery is yeah. well who did it that's all that's left there's you they've literally well, yeah, and, and that's the thing about this 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 should have happened at the beginning of the episode like the, the beginning of the episode should be them starting the wedding homer's getting kidnapped at the end of act one not at the end of act two i mean it's it's who boy seven minutes of just wasted time um and there's no more like you want to layer your mysteries in a, in a mystery. You want to have it like, well, not just who is the per the perpetrator. You also want to know, you know, what's the motive? Why did they take Homer? Why did you know? You want all these these questions and like, where are they? Are they safe? You know, you want that tension as long as possible. You get it here for like three minutes, and that's it. Um, and you have like the question of, oh, well, we have Detective Barton Lisa. They are on the case. They find a keychain that says SB on it. And who's was the initial? Sideshow Bob. Even though his name is Robert Terwilliger. Why his would name he... is Robert, Robert Terwilliger. And also, should, isn't he still in jail? No, Shouldn't he, he still be in jail? No, he broke out in the last episode about it again. Oh. He wasn't. Of course. It's fine. You've. I also forgot. I looked it up. Uh, no, he had he broken out technically. It doesn't really matter because he could just have gotten out again. It's it's fine. Um, but they immediately go, oh, it's such a Bob. Okay. Uh, that kind of like already, that's what we get. Like <laughs> that <laughs> you're just like, it's, it should be like that. You want to build to them thinking they've solved the case and they think Sideshow Bob is the person who did it. And Sideshow Bob is a great red herring. He'll always be a great red herring because you could theoretically always have him be a perpetrator of some crime against the Simpsons. And it's always believable. So he makes a great red herring, but you would build to that of them pulling together different clues more than just a single keychain. But that's all they have. They have a single keychain. And 
you would build to them trying to get to side your bob and you know you have twists and turns here where they're trying to track them down and they fail here they fail here finally they get to him and then oh no it can't be him uh and that should take i would say my guess in this episode five minutes of, of yeah, that, 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 okay, so, so homer gets kidnapped at the end of act one they find out it's not sideshow bob at the end of act two act three is finding out who it is and act four now that we have an act four is them fixing it at the end yeah that's makes, a, it's, it's much more spread out and you get more interesting content that for way. those taking the those taking notes for fix this episode here we're laying it out right now um but <laughs> but strong but here matt um uh we have homer he's been locked up I don't understand. Dad would never miss an open bar with chicken wings. Plus, he loves Mom and us, yada, yada, yada. Hey, I found something. <gasps> Sideshow Bob! He ruined the wedding, getting his revenge on us at last. Because he knows that if Mom and Dad don't get married, I'll never be born. I've got some wedding registry items for Mrs. Simpson. I'm afraid I'm just Ms. Simpson now. Oh, interesting nuance. I'd like to hear more about it, but uh, company policy forbids chit-chat. I miss you so much. To remove that chain, you need the key to the lock. You idiot, how am I ever going to find the key to the... Oh, here it is. Huh? To get the key, I have to lick through a lollipop? Oh, how awful. Ow! What the? The lollipop is made of hot sauce. Oh, whose side are you on? I don't know if you know this, Robbie, but you can just drip saliva onto a lollipop and, and dissolve it pretty quickly. You don't, you don't have to lick it. I, I mean, you have. He has a. You just. You have. A, he has a manacle on, Matt. You just smash, smash it like it's candy. Also, that <laughs> it's candy. It's not steel. Um, it doesn't matter. Uh, so. One, they immediately know it's such a Bob. There's no sleuthing involved. There's no hunting down clues. There's no tracking who's out there who are. We don't have a list of suspects. It's just, oh, immediately, such a Bob, even though it makes no sense. Um, So we cut from here, Homer suffering, having to lick through, and also lick hot sauce. You're like, this isn't that bad of torture. for yeah, like it was some kind of acid, maybe, but hot yeah, sauce? This is just hot sauce. So it's like doesn't make any sense like no one who in their right mind would kidnap someone and then lock them up in some terrible saw torture room and then just kind of mildly mildly torture them like it's not like there is there's not really physical violence like it's not there's no no broken bones no bruises it's just oh you have to eat some hot sauce you're like well it's not there's a lot of people do it for do it for fun like it doesn't what's this so we cut from this of uh, the the laughter over the there's laughter overneath over the through the voice modulator, and we cut from that directly fade I think directly to Sideshow Bob, where Barton and Lisa have tracked him down. We haven't. There's no scenes that they do this in. They literally just show up at I guess his house. Does Sideshow Bob still have a house in Springfield? I guess so. I guess he does. Uh, doesn't. What do you go on? What's going on? Um, but they just show up at Sideshow Bob's house now, and uh, they find out that it actually isn't him. Sideshow Bob, drop that knife and give back our dad. Huh? 
I'm working on a bust of Krusty and using this knife to aerate the clay. <laughs> Anyone for peppermint tea? Not for me, but the monkey needs to keep his strength up. We're going to drop him out of a blimp tomorrow and see what happens. <laughs> oh, don't worry. Nothing's going to happen to you, Mr. Teeny Number 7. Bob, did you take any breaks yesterday to kidnap our dad? Impossible. I was with Bob the whole day. Then we watched the deluxe DVD of the House of Sand and Fog. At night, we slept in the same bed for warmth. Then we woke up, had a little nosh, watched the House of Sand and Fog again, with commentary. The director was an ass. Fine, but how do you explain this? Nice of you to think of me. However, S.B. could be anyone. Scott Bayo, the Sultan of Brunei, the former Polish secret police, the Schwarzbarbestrenspa, or... Mars, I miss you. Oh, I miss you so much. Wait till he finds out the key isn't the key, but just a hotter sauce. Yes, Robbie. Can you... I want you to do your best, okay? Just do your best. Mm -hmm. Explain to me how Patty and Selma doing this makes any sense. So, Patty and Selma don't want Homer and Marge to be together, okay? We get that. Okay. So, they would want to stop the way, oh, Marge and Homer are no longer married. Turns out it wasn't uh, legal or whatever stupid response we're going with here. Uh, So, what they're going to try and do is they're going to try and stop them from getting married. Okay. I'm with you so far. Why can't they do it without kidnapping Homer and putting him in a torture room to do a Saw parody? There'd be lots of other ways. And it's not... They have no intention of actually hurting Homer. They mentioned multiple times, we'll do some, you know, do this and this and this, and then we'll let him go. And it that's not... I Like, one, this is a crazy departure from the tone of the rest of this episode. To it again, it is that falling out of trap of being so self-aware and filled with irony. Like, oh look, it's like Saul, and like this is a normal Simpsons episode. Why is there a Saul parody? And if you're doing a Saul parody, do it in Treehouse of Horror and make it a real Saul parody where people are cutting off their legs. Like, what is the point of this? Some and Patty are petty, and they don't want Homer and Marge to get married. Okay, but they would not. This is. This is cartoonish. This is too far. This is cartoon- they, would, they would lead humor somewhere else. <laughs> lead Homer somewhere else. Cartoonish villain. Like, like if they kidnapped Homer and dropped him off in the middle of the desert or something, that I could maybe I could buy more than this. It it sh- that Patty and Selma could be a red herring. They are like in my mind, Matt. Patty and Selma are a one-note joke. It is a single joke that you would run in the normal in the in the good version of this episode, where you know they they get a small piece of information that might clue it to be Patty and Selma, and then the kids go to Patty and Selma, and they go, "Well, no, of course we don't want them to get married again." But at this point, like, what are we going to do? And also, we're not going to. And like, also, Matt, logistically. Explain to me how Patty and Selma move Homer around. Mm-hmm. Homer weighs two hundred and fifty pounds. They are I mean, out Patty of... and Selma are, are big ladies. I figure they could do that. With the two they're of them. smokers, Matt. 
you don't have you don't have to be able to breathe really well to be strong. It helps. You have to have cardio to carry a body around, all right? People are heavy, and it's hard work. Yeah, but all you have to do is get them out the door and onto a a, a cart, and then it's easy. I, these are the questions I don't want to have to answer in an episode like this, okay? I It doesn't make any sense. And they're like, oh, we rented a torture room for a year. Like, what a... What is what is this episode? Why is this where this episode went, where it's Patty and Soma just for the fun of it? Like, th- this makes them crazy. Again, this doesn't make – there are no longer human characters. That is the problem – my biggest problem with all of this, Matt. Ultimately, if you want yeah. Patty and Soma to be the reason that the, this, this third wedding doesn't work or doesn't happen, okay, sure. They've been antagonists to Homer in the past. But they have to – do some they have to be they still have to resemble humans they cannot be psychos they can't be sociopaths they can't be uh, kidnappers literally like it is a bridge too far yeah, you, you can have them scheming like i think that's really fun a lot of the time to have them scheming you can have them oh uh you know they they told homer that you know there's a, a an open bar in the back of this this van and got him in there and then they told it to go to mexico that's fine you can't have them rent a torture room that's just crazy. <laughs> yes, and when you get to that, it immediately you're like, oh, it's it. This is the point, Matt, where I go when we get a reveal of it's Patty and Selma, and I go, oh, that's I get it. That's what they wanted to get to all along. They had this first. This is all. This is they've done this every time. They have this thing at the end. They have a beat. They have, and they want to get to this. They wanted to get to oh, it's Patty and Selma. And what you really do is use like that you write a proper mystery, you know. You have multiple people who have reasons they would want the, want the marriage to go through for this 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 time. You show them at the wedding. You show a Patty and Selma. You show uh, and you have Sideshow Bob is at the wedding. Like that's that's a fun scene. That'd be so much fun. You 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 have you literally write a scene where Bart and Lisa are looking at the assembled guests or they're welcoming guests. And it's like, "Oh, it's grandpa. It's Patty and Selma. You have people from around the the town. You have people who have some history, but this is a chance to have fun Easter eggs. You bring in people from the Lurleen or or whatever. You know, Jacques even. Hey, get Albert Brooks back." Um you bring in these old flames, these old guests, and you're like, well, and, and you each of them and gives a chance to Bart and Lisa to make some jokes about them. And you have Sideshow Bob show up and Bart goes, ah, and Bart's like, and Sideshow Bob's like, hey, how's it going, Bart? Uh, and Bart's like, you got invited? And they're like, and yes, they they invited Sideshow Bob. Like, it's just that. It's that silliness. Or such even better joke, Matt. Here, I just wrote this joke in my head. Okay. Uh-huh. I literally just got this joke. Sideshow Bob shows up first, and but we get the typical Bartley. So ah, Sideshow Bob, and then they look over the guest list. No Sideshow Bob, and they're like, "You're not invited, Sideshow Bob." And Sideshow Bob's like, "Actually, I'm a plus one." And then you bring in the actual guest who's invited, and Sideshow Bob is the plus one. Edna, he's Edna's plus one. A little tiny, a little, a little tiny joke there, a little gag. Just, just a little bit. Just, just a little, little bit. You see that because in there. Edna will date anybody. Exactly. And and they're not and the 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 Seymour and Edna are no longer a thing. They they got ended off camera oh, <laughs> last geez. season. Um that I literally just wrote that out of the top of my head. Like you, that is a perfect it's a perfect setting for this where you bring in all the you bring in all the people who could possibly do it, and then one by one Bart and Lisa try and eliminate them. It's this classic mystery setup. 
but you have this bright and like you could still do the Bridezilla stuff that could still work because ultimately it is the strength of Homer Marge's relationship that ends up saving the day. And you could still have that element in there. But instead they're just like Saul. We want a Saul parody. Yep. I'm like, and we can't even wait to do it in a Trance of Heart. We have to do it in a regular Simpsons episode. You're like, why? Why? <sighs> we got a commercial. 17 minutes and 9 seconds. Don't worry, Robbie. We're almost done. Thank God. Uh, so apparently, uh, Patty and Selma are watching Homer on the monitor. Uh, and then we got to a commercial. We come back. They're still watching him on the monitor. So it's like there was no drop whatsoever. So uh, Homer uh, pulls a crumpled piece of paper out of his tuxedo jacket and begins to read his vows saying to please send these to Marge so that Marge knows that he did not leave her on purpose. His vows are so sweet that they make Patty and Selma cry. Uh, it's, it's pretty standard. Hey, I love you forever. Blah, blah, blah stuff. But it actually touches Patty and Selma and they finally decide that, okay, fine. They're going to let him go. Whatever. Uh, so Bart and Lisa come home, find Homer already there. They didn't need to solve the mystery. It doesn't matter because Homer has been left uh, at home. Uh, he doesn't remember what happened. He just remembered two very large ogres dumping him out of a van onto the front lawn. Hey, Matt, hey, I'll which, let, me, let me correct you because it is the literally the only moment in this episode that I even smiled. Okay? I smiled at this where he says, he says trolls, not ogres. Sorry, trolls. Sorry, trolls. He says the word trolls. Uh, so, but it is, this is, I will call it, this is the only moment where I went, I smiled. I went, ah. <laughs> I didn't laugh. I did not uh -huh. laugh at anything in this episode. I did smile at that. All right, then. So, trolls. It's on the record. It's on the record. Uh, and Homer and Marge just happy to have Homer back. She doesn't seem to care why he was, was gone, uh, which is depressing and strange and whatever. Uh, the kids, however, are smarter than that, and they have found out, figured out that it is Patty and Selma. So, they go to confront uh, the two trolls, as it were. And basically tell them, hey, you know, we know it was you. Either you do exactly what we say, uh, or you're going to pay for it, uh, or, you know, we, we're going to get you in big trouble. So Homer and Marge get married at the courthouse. For some reason, on this day, the, the courthouse is completely empty. There's nobody else there. They basically walk in, get their form stamped, and they're out of there within five minutes. Marge says she doesn't need a fancy wedding. She loves Homer. She just wants to be with Homer. They walk out the front door. There's a gigantic wedding, even bigger than the, the Marge Bridezilla wedding, with all kinds of crazy stuff, including blue roses that have been genetically engineered. We also have teeth and try to bite the florist, but whatever. Uh, and it turns out that Patty and Selma have you cashed in their 401ks to plan this giant fancy wedding uh, as the price of Bart and Lisa's silence. And that is how we end the episode. Yeah, we didn't mention mm -hmm. the part where Marge went to the florist and got angry at him for saying that there are no blue roses. Um, I did, but yeah, yeah, it's oh, okay. The, the, that happens, but I'm I I would like to point out you can just get fake blue roses, like they are they those do exist. You can buy fake flowers that are blue roses that look functionally the same. If you really want blue roses and black roses for that matter, like any color of rose, any flower, they make you can't always get them because they need to be grown. Sometimes the, you can't get the real ones, so you. You sort of fake ones. I don't. I don't, uh -huh. I don't. Why is this a bit? Why is this a bit in this episode? Where Mar and they have to make genetically modified roses that have mouths. That doesn't even make sense. Why would giving them color make them carnivorous, Matt? Fantastic question, Robbie. Wish I could tell you. It's a joke, quote unquote. It's a joke. 
Um, Patty and Selma paid for a giant wedding. So they, this is the swing we get with Patty and Selma, Matt. They have paid for a year-long lease to a torture room. They somehow kidnap Homer. And by the way, Homer is taken through his window, by the way. Homer, Homer, they don't... Like, well, I mean, it's it's a French door. But there's a balcony. Okay, that that you're right. It, 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 it's a French door. It's not a window, but yeah, he's on a balcony. So I have no idea how they got him down. I that's one. It doesn't matter. Right? Like that's it's all. It's empty drama. That's the other thing. It's like, look, this is the most dramatic way we can reveal this. Um, even though it doesn't make any sense. But the swing is they are kidnapping Homer to torture him, very mildly torture him, which doesn't make any sense. If you're going to kidnap someone, you're probably really committed to really hurting them, not just a little bit, not making them eat hot hot sauce lollipops. Um to them cashing in their 401k and paying off a giant wedding which is taking taking place on the footsteps of city hall not in some nice banquet hall not at some fancy hotel or resort on the steps of city hall did anyone stop and go hey guys did anyone raise their hand and go hey guys like what are we doing what's the point of this no no robbie because they wanted to have a happy ending i mean you can have a (laughs) Okay, Matt, let's, we'll rank this episode at the end of the show. Please ask me the question. Robbie, how broken is this episode? No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see. Quick fix, quick fix. Ah. We've already gone all over all the details. The ending is, the ending is the easiest part. And that's the problem with all this. Like, I don't know how they mess up their ending so badly where they just spin off the rails. Um, But we already laid it out, Matt. You want it to be mystery. You want Homer. You want another wedding. So you want to build up with, oh, Marge being a little bit of a bridezilla, you know, unreasonable. Uh, that's fine. But we have to have a. You have to have Mar- Marge has to has to has to have a come to Jesus moment with Homer, and you would like that same. You don't have seven minutes of Lovejoy or the person. No one cares. It's not funny. <laughs> I don't know who thought of it, who wrote it. They should be ashamed of themselves. It's bad. It's a grandpa joke. It's filled with just grandpa jokes where they go, you know, it'd be funny. Let's write a Bing Crosby playing a parson. And well, the joke is there's that Helen used to be a man. Like, what? What are you doing? What are you doing? Um, You caught all of that. Throw it right away. You literally start with either them going to a wedding, watching a movie with a wedding. There's so many easy ways. They're having a wedding. Marge, you have that stuff stays roughly the same. Homer gets abducted. You don't know why, but you have scenes. Literally, you like it's crazy to me, Matt. I feel like I'm I'm like it's like talking to a child. Like you have you write scenes of them at the wedding. Like you don't just have preparations for the wedding and then the altar. You have scenes where you meet all the guests and you let you let lovely Springfield ambiance pour in. You let all the little supporting characters have their little moments. You and most importantly, you introduce them. These are the that you have the culprit. You have a bunch of red herrings. You have uh, you have sideshow Bob as the chief red herring, and and most importantly, or at least as importantly, you have jokes. You write jokes. We have better jokes anyway. I Matt calling anything this episode a joke is like a joke. I'm gonna brief reaffirm this as a setup <laughs> and it's a punchline. You set up an expectation and you subvert that expectation with your punchline. A joke is a surprise every single time and that surprise makes you laugh. I don't where is give me one in this episode. Like I don't 
I don't, there's gags and a gag is fine. I don't, I don't mind gags, but I, I would like properly written jokes and they're just, I can't think of any. Um, and you introduce all your culprits Bar- Mar- while Marge is busy being sad and being regretful over her behavior, which they sort of do in this, but the, they spring. Okay. I'm going to also complain. Spring rolls are delicious. Spring rolls are delicious, Marge. I mean, they're better than cocktail weenies. Here, Matt. Why not both? <laughs> fair, fair. You the the secret you put the cocktail weenies in that that the the slow cooker with the jam, the, the grape jam sauce, and the barbecue sauce. You mix them. Oh boy, that's real good. Um, but spring rolls are great. Also, a delivery for sauce. Those are they're sauce delivery systems. I don't. It's a wedding. That's what. Come on, guys. You have a array of entrees and and sides. It's you. If you're if you're not getting married, you have all you get a bunch of junk food. That's a good thing about a wedding. Um, spring rolls are delicious. You're not. I'm not gonna. I like something fried. I don't care what it is. Fry it up and give it to me. I don't care. Um, fair. So Homer's abducted. We don't know where he is. There is a. There's a, a a small amount of plausibility that Homer left because of Marge's behavior, but Bart and Lisa, just like they do in this episode, they see right through it, and they start investigating. They find clues. They find more than a single circumstantial clue, which is an SB keychain. They find clever clues, is what I would say. They find clues that could point to multiple people. See, this is the hard thing, Matt. This requires writing. <laughs> Well, it requires thinking about a mystery, and mysteries are tough to write. You know, it, it's one they're of those hard things to where do. It's like, yeah, they're hard to do, man. But unfortunately, this episode's bad because they didn't do it. Um, you want the mystery to have you have you have like three or four clues, and they point to overlapping culprits, perpetrators, possible perpetrators. They slowly weed them out one by one until they go, oh, it has to be Sideshow Bob. It's not such a Bob. He has an alibi or whatever, something clever. And then maybe he even fun. I think this is a fun twist. They've done it before, but do it again. Such a Bob helps them. He helps find the perpetrator because he can't help it. It's an intellectual challenge to, to Bob at this point. He's like, I'm interested. I want to be invo- involved. And he, such Bob, this is my another an addendum to the addendum. He points to one of their the clues that they've already looked at and dismissed he finds new context for it. He goes, well, what if you look around? What if you think about it this way instead of that way? What if this context points to this? And then that goes, oh, wait, that, that, and this is probably one of the culprits that they already dismissed. They went, it can't be them, this reason. And then, wait, that reason isn't the actual reason. They did it. They track down this person. They find Homer. Bingo, bango, done. In the can, easy peasy. We have a bingo. But it does require you to think. It does require work. It's hard work. Um, but that this episode, that's how you write this episode. Like, it's not, again, it's not easy, but it is simple. And that's the, I like, it, this is easy and complicated, this episode. And how the last week's episode, too. It's the same thing, where it's... It's not hard to write because it's just a selection of scenes that they hastily put together and try and make it work and just force them to. Even though when you watch it, you go, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That doesn't, why, here, there, (laughs) things like that. 
I don't know. Matt, we're, I'm going to, I don't know. Actually, I mean, we, we've already done the work. I mean, we could, this maybe is a writer's room episode for the Patreon. It might be. Yeah. Cause I think it's very easily salvaged. Yeah. This might be one where we actually do the work ourselves and show people. Um, we'll put that on the list. Uh, that's it. We move on to our next segment. It's time for Comments and News Group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments and News Group is where I ask our patrons, lovely supporters on patreon.com slash The Simpson Show, to leave their thoughts, their review of an episode. I read them on there. First from Charles. While fans complaining about the show declining after the Golden Age is nothing new, season 17 through 20 seems to be the catalyst for people's negative view of the later seasons. As they seem to go to for specific examples, I think the trope is called franchise original sin. In this case, you have Marge acting like an unrelenting a-hole because her sole character trait has become the, has become the victim instead of being called out. The plot of the episode just randomly changes, in this case, into an idiotic Saul parody. Episodes like this are just excuses to allow Marge to act hardly, because not only does she not receive any consequences, she gets exactly what she wants. Even outside of that annoyance, the episode makes no sense. Homer walking out because he's worried she'd be a bridezilla forever wouldn't make sense because they've been married for years. Patty and Selma need to get a life. I see their actions less as them thinking Marge can do better and more jealousy, wanting her to be just as miserable as them. I, I don't... Patty and Selma shouldn't be in this situation. They need to be, they are, I'm going to put this in Spider-Man terms. They are low level thugs. They are not, yes, exactly. they are not Green Goblin. They are not Venom, right? You don't, Sideshow Bob, Mr. Burns, they operate as high level villains that can be cartoonish. Patty and Selma can't. Uh, from Derek. Remember a few episodes back, I thought there was a kernel of a good idea with Marge being an inadvertent jerk to Flanders. Well, jerk-ass Marge returns this week, and they screw it up again. I like the idea of Marge becoming so caught up in the thought of living out her fantasy wedding that she becomes a monster. But instead of a good character-driven episode, becomes some bizarre mystery episode slash Saul parody? Remember how realistic the Homer-Patty-Selma conflict used to be? Give us so many great moments, even gave us at least his first standout moment in the very first episode. Now it's reduced to this. Sigh. We're grown. I don't know, I'm tired. These episodes make me tired. You have no idea, Derek. Okay, I am. <laughs> you have no idea, Matt. Matt, I asked Matt uh, has is sequestered in his home because of Hurricane Ian at the moment, and I asked him, I "Was like, are you going to be able to record this week?" And I'm there's a part of me that went, maybe Matt will lose power and we have to skip a week, <laughs> and we'll just skip this episode because of that. Because no, obviously, no. skip the week. I would yeah. just, it's more just some peace, Matt. Just like a week of peace of solace but there's also part of me it's like well if you take a week off it's just a week longer you're gonna be talking about bad episodes just push through robbie just keep pushing um uh-huh. from tim is this episode broken do i even need, do i need even do i even need to ask as soon as marge heard that her marriage was invalid she should have marched to the church with lisa by her side and loudly state how ridiculous that notion is that could have been followed by a series of similar situations that too many people would just follow blindly we even could have had Sideshow Bob narrate with the last clip concluding with him stating, this is why we have actual rules as Wiggum leads him back into prison. But of course that doesn't happen. Instead, we get a bunch of garbage. At least in the name of the Godfather, had a couple of gags. This was torture to watch. Speaking of which, I don't want Saul parodies in my normal Simpsons. Trials of a Horror? Yes, but not here. And why didn't the family realize immediately that Sideshow Bob doesn't target Homer? If that's not enough, let's throw in a couple transphobic jokes. Number 400, not canon. From JJ... These bad episodes are always worse when there's a good episode directly compared to, in the case, Homer vs. Patty and Selma. Combine them trying to convince Marge not to remarry Homer, or even trying to sabotage the wedding, but kidnapping and torturing Homer? They're bitter and mean. They're not psychopaths. This is absurd. Why is Sideshow Bob not in prison and hang out with Krusty? 
Marge getting carried away with planning the wedding could have been interesting if they dialed it down a little, but they just make her unlikable. Also, if you're writing a mystery episode, you need to foreshadow your twist at least once. Patty and Selma don't even appear until they reveal that they're Homer's kidnappers. The only thing I can give the episode credit for is having a Cleus moment that actually made me laugh when he thinks the mailman is a ghost. Fly away, ghosty. Go back to your haunted cornfield. I can I can do uh, every permutation of a southern accent, Matt. I'm I, I'm sure you can. I can do I can I hope do your all. Texas is better now. I can do it all. I can do every single one. Uh, from I yeah I picked up the I picked up the Matthew McConaughey Matthew McConaughey Southern <laughs> Texas you know the all right all right uh Benjamin wow this made no sense this whole season is just a collection of scenes in some order let me see if I can make sense of this their marriage didn't count because Lovejoy wasn't licensed then they still filed the marriage certificate with the courts that's all that matters I mean in the end they don't even do a church wedding which is the thing that had the issue. Talk about reaching. As soon as Homer went missing, I was like, oh, Patty and Selma did it. He was only missing for about two minutes. I could scribble down rough ideas that would turn out better than this. I am far from a writer. Uh, finally, from Dara. Transphobic joke? Check. Character is complete, acting completely out of character? Check. Character introduction completely forgotten about by end of episode? Check. Cleansing the memory of this episode from my brain immediately after watching it? Check. Season 20 in a nutshell. I uh, Check. Indeed. Check. Uh, that's it. Thanks everyone for leaving your reviews, watching this episode in the first place and leaving a review. Appreciate y'all. You're all the best in the world. You can join a parade of pain or cavalcade of calamity by supporting us on Patreon. Any level of uh, support of any level can leave a review. We can move on to our next segment. It is time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog. We have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is who is your favorite Irish actor and the favorite and your favorite thing they've been in? Matt, take it away. All right. First up uh, from Dara, uh, Cillian Murphy. His performance as Thomas Shelby on Peaky Blinders has made me a fan for life. Can't wait to see him in Oppenheimer next year. Uh, I'm, for Matt I'm, Pierce Bros. I'm, I'm 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 pretty excited for Oppenheimer. I'm interested. You didn't want Cillian Murphy from Sunshine. So I like I like Sunshine too. That. Sunshine's a really good science. Oh. I like science. I like that. It's a good science fiction movie. Uh, get another people going crazy for no reason. I mean, you don't need a reason to go crazy when you're locked in a space station, being exposed to super bright light. Uh huh. So bright light is what causes people to go crazy. Matt, do you suffer from migraines? No. Okay. I'm just. I don't think everybody on this ship uh, suffers from migraines. It it's probably a, would have been it's, it's a genre film, yeah. Matt. It's not a what, what do you want? Like you want literal Event Horizon? Everyone goes crazy too. Like, do you want them every, everyone to have a reason? Well, that's apparently demons in a black hole. So, <laughs> I also I also like that trash. <laughs> fair, fair. All right, moving on, moving on. Uh, from Matt Pierce Brosnan and Goldeneye. His three other three Bond films quickly went downhill. Woof! You're not getting there. Goldeneye was by far the best one. Uh, from Benjamin, uh, Sorcerer Ronan has uh, Irish citizenship, an Irish name, and an Irish accent, so she is my pick. Lady Bird is my pick for the movie. Uh, from Andy, Cole Meany uh, from Con Air and Mystery Alaska. Preston Murray, or sorry, from from Preston. Recency bias for Colin Farrell in The Batman as the Penguin. Weird one. To show some love to Northern Ireland as well, Liam Neeson in all the Taken movies and as Oscar Schindler in Schindler's List. What, what Colin uh, Farrell is, what do you mean the weird one? What's wrong with Colin Farrell as the Penguin? Uh, 
because he's like barely in it as the penguin. He's like in there for like a few scenes and that's it's, it. It's a cameo. What's wrong with that? It's it's fine. It's fine. Don't, it's just not what I would pick for Colin Farrell. Don't yuck don't yuck other people's yums, Matt. Don't why are you so judgy? That's fair. That's fair. So I'm judgy. Not, I'm not You're so judgy. Alright, alright. <laughs> Uh, from Derek, uh, I used Cillian Murphy and Peaky Blinders for last week's answer, so I'm going to say Dermot Morgan, who played Father Ted in the eponymous Father Ted, an Irish comedy from the late 90s. Really hilarious, bizarre show, and Morgan was just perfect as Ted. Unfortunately, he died the day after filming the last episode. I don't know if I can recommend the show to an American audience, but then again, Americans seem to enjoy the IT crowd made by the same guy. In my mind, not the same guy who is now a ranting anti-trans lunatic on Twitter, similar to how I tell myself my favorite series about a magical school wasn't written by a complete nutter either. Oh boy! Yeah, those uh, those they they're not they don't exist anymore. That's what I tell myself in my head. Those people, uh, sadly, uh, disappeared into a different dimension, occupied by yes, a complete exactly. complete lunatics. Yeah, yeah, indeed. All right, uh, from Tim. Uh, usual hard to pick one caveat implies here, but I'll go for Daniel Day Lewis, best of whose efforts was in the name of the Father. Uh, from Matt. Yes, it's Aaron. Richard Harris for Unforgiven. Uh, from Matt Hippie 200, I'm going to go with James Nesbitt. He's had roles in big films like The Hobbit, but my favorite thing he's been in is the British drama comedy series Cold Feet. Like, uh, either we have a lot of like uh, you know British Isles listeners uh, slash Ireland, or you people just like those British comedy way more than I do. All right. Uh, from Nicole, at Nicole Fiore 14, Brendan Gleeson is great in the Mr. Mercedes TV show. Uh, from Matt Groshans, Kevin, Cillian Murphy in, in, in Sunshine or Breakfast on Pluto heard of breakfast on pluto to watch that one well unfortunately uh, matt no one goes crazy on a space station so it's not very oh, good it's man. not as good as sunshine uh huh. uh from at gary fubal nut uh does daniel day lewis count gangs of new york and there will be blood of course uh from at brave new colin farrell in bruges in in bruges no matt, uh, my matt. favorite dark comedy in bruges in bruges sorry there you go my bad in Belgium, I believe. Uh, at, uh, okay. Uh, at, and at Ground Hopping Girl, Sharon Hogan, Motherland, Women on the Verge, This Way Up. Uh, from uh, And finally, from at Wayscast, his reputation is a bit gray because of the things he said about the dark man. I still have admiration for Liam Neeson and the roles he's taken on. I'm, it's a real Schindler's list of great characters you can shake a fan of Metis at. Rob Roy, I'm I put, Robbie, that I, I put that one last. It made me laugh. Um, I like okay. We're counting Daniel Day Lewis, who does have Irish citizenship. His father's Irish. He grew up in London, so that's the that's what the, I think that's why Gary asks is like, does he count? So he technically grew up in London, but he has Irish citizenship because his father's Irish. I looked it up. Uh, if we're counting Daniel Day Lewis, I say Daniel Day Lewis. Uh, there will be blood is a masterpiece. Uh, so that's my answer. Even though I do really like Gangs in New York a lot too, it's a lot more fun. Gangs in New York is a more fun movie, but There Will Be Blood is—I uh, I would call it a perfect film. So that's my answer, Matt. What is yours? I mean, I, I think I've mentioned him enough in the past uh, couple of weeks. Uh, Cole Meany, uh, basically in Deep Space Nine, but also in Next Generation, is just delightful. There are a, a, an embarrassment of riches to choose from for Irish actors. So go see all of these people. Uh, but yeah, Cole Meany's amazing, and I want him in more stuff. I mean, he's in a lot of stuff. He's it's, in a it's lot, just not, lot of stuff. It's not features. You know, he's not featured in a lot of things. It's usually right. smaller parts. Um, but he's a very good character actor. I don't think anyone complains about that. Um, next week's question, what's your favorite movie with a wedding in it? You guys are a tough one. 
It's good. And obviously, you know, weddings, are, I mentioned right, well, there's a lot of weddings and romantic comedies, but there's weddings all kinds of movies, right? So if you got a horror movie with a wedding in it, go for it. Science fiction, do it. Western, absolutely. Whatever, however you'd like to stretch this question, go for it. I posted it on all our social media on Twitter at Simpsons Show Pod. You can email us at Simpsons Show Pod at gmail.com. And finally, you can answer the question on our Patreon, patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. We can move on, Matt, to our next segment. It's time for the new Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. SMRT. I mean, SMART. The No Google Trivia Challenge is where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, and one hard, and try and stump the other. <sighs> Matt has a lean on me so far this season by three points. We're getting toward the latter half of the season of season 20. We're in episode 15. We don't have that many more to go. I need to make up some ground. Or I, I am in for disaster, speaking of disaster matt nah give me an easy question please all right your easy question in black widower what show comes between bob and selma what show become show comes between them yes what what causes a row in oh oh macgyver you are correct um so matt in black widower <laughs> who is trying to kill selma who is trying to kill her? Well, that would be Sideshow Bob. That is correct. All right, Robbie, your medium question. In Black Widow, what is Bob's prisoner number? Oh, God. Oh, man. I know it, except I might get two numbers reversed. And I've asked you this question before, and I didn't ask. And I think it's the same as Jean Valjean, isn't it? Because they use that number a lot. Um, problem is I haven't watched Les Mis or read Les Mis. Maybe miss in a long time. Um, twenty six four zero one. You're so close. Two four six zero one. God, I reversed the four and the six. <sighs> Gosh, that was my chance. Uh, I literally looked at it today. Okay, your medium question, Matt. The crusty telethon is for what cause? Oh, uh, okay. It's the right episode. Uh, telethon for motion sickness. Yes. Okay. Good. I hate you. I hate you, Matt. I hate right. you. What's All my right, question? Your hard one is not that hard. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what award does Bob win in jail that he's not able to accept in person? Uh, daytime Emmy. The specific category. Oh, uh, daytime Emmy for in a children. It's something. Something in a children's show. Um, is it? I forget if they. I, I'm going to say supporting character in a children's show. Or sidekick. Close in a... enough. Best supporting performer in a children's program. Okay, I'll take your points. <laughs> okay, your hard question, Matt. What are printed, or what is printed? Well, there's multiple ones. So, what each what is printed on the license plates? Sideshow Bob prints in prison. We see four oh, four unique plates. Okay, it's like hmm, I want to say it's it's like Die Bart. Um, Something rage. Um, what was it? Um, I, I don't remember the rest of them. I, I can see it happening, but I don't remember what they say. There are four, and one is Die Bart. The other three are Rip Bart, Bart D O A, and finally I hate Bart. I H eight Bart. Ah, uh, of course. 
Of course, obviously. <laughs> obviously. I should, I'm still angry I didn't get the medium question. I should have swept it. I should have got oh. all. I should have got them all. I literally, I was looking at it. I, I, there's no excuse. Twenty. I, I was like, is it twenty six four hundred one? Is it twenty four six hundred one? And I chose poorly. <laughs> That's like the fourth episode they've used that same number. I it's know they do it all the time. Skinner, Skinner is this. They that's his uh, number in Vietnam. Yeah. Uh, they use that same number. Uh, I did make up a point, Matt. One point closer to you. It's true. We're getting more drama. Um, I still, but I'm really upset. I could have tied it. Could have tied it. I didn't. It's my fault. No one to blame but myself. Um, that's it for trivia. We can move on to our final segment. The segment we end every single episode with. It's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically as we watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. They're not, it's not quite 400, um, as was predicted. It's not quite the worst episodes ever, but it's really boring and dumb. Yeah, this episode's really boring. It's not funny. Uh, they really upset me by having Sideshow Bob in a single scene. Um, but again, it, it, I don't know. It's not completely ridiculous and absurd. It's just kind of ridiculous and absurd. It's hard to like know where that line is, really. Um, Burns and the Bees, Matt. Here's a season 20 episode. It's Burns and the Bees. Is this better or worse than the Burns and the Bees? Uh, what would I rather watch again? Um... Oh boy, that's a tough question. That is a tough one. I think this one just edges it out um, just because of the the mystery factor and just how all over the place the Burns of the Bees was. It's just so dumb. Well, right above that is no Lone Again Natural. We have three season 20 episodes right on top of each other. So we have Burns and the Bees, and then above that is no Lone Again Naturally. Where Flanders, where Flanders, Flanders, yes, yeah, Flanders owns the Simpsons house and then inexplicably gives it back to them. We don't know what happens. Whatever. Honestly, you know what? You know what? I'm gonna go to bat for this episode and put it right beneath Funeral for a Fiend, the next sideshow Bob episode, because I really, really hated In the Name of the Grandfather. It was so stupid. I think you're right. I think you're right. I think I, I like it that I want to like I want to push back because I don't want to put four season 20 episodes like right on top of each other. But honestly, but I think also. but also Funeral for Fiend is better than this. And I think this is slightly only slightly better in the name of the grandfather. Um, If only I think Matt, I think you did point out a, a, a thing that I think is a, a silver lining is Homer in this. Homer is not Captain Wacky in this. Homer is not a jerk in this. Homer is a normal guy honestly just doing his best <laughs> right and that's something you know if they could just do that in a homer episode who oh boy they'd be, they'd, be, they'd have something there but they don't do that when it's i don't know this episode has different problems at least so that's wedding for disaster new number 365 on our list Right above in the name of the yep. grandfather, right below funeral for Athene, a new number one seventy four on our post golden years ranking. Um, I really want, I really want to stop, take a breath, but we're not done. That we have one more thing to do, one more question to answer. The question is: Do we shoot this episode out of the cannon? The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! 
does Wedding for Disaster belong in the Simpsons canon? I just, I don't see why. It's just dumb all around, and it's yet another, oh, Homer and Marge get married again, but with the idiocy of uh, you know, Patty and Selma kidnapping Homer, it just, it's not interesting enough to stay. Nope. You are correct, Matt. There's no reason to keep this in. You know what we do? We fire the cannon? We fire the cannon. Goodbye. It does. I say this a lot. It does make me feel better. Yeah, it does make me feel better. Um, that's it for that. Let us never talk about it again until we have to compare it on another best episode ever ranking. <laughs> Inevitably, is what will happen. We'll go. What is wedding for a disaster again? You know, we'll do that. In like it's going to be like sixteen weeks. From the way now. it works. Sixteen weeks from now, Matt. Roughly, we're going to go. You're going to go. What is wedding for a disaster? And I'm going to go, it's the one where Sideshow Bob appears for a single scene and Patty and Selma have put Homer in a salt torture room. And you're going to go, oh, yeah, right. I remember that now. Um, also, there's a parson in it who's Bing Crosby. <laughs> remember that? In the first seven minutes yeah. of the episode? Um, we're not done. We have, uh, we're going to work our way from the top of the list all the way down to get ask every episode, about ask the same question about every episode. It is number 108 we're at. Bart Bart's girlfriend, which is good, nice, good, solid episode. Yeah, I, I'm I'm one hundred percent with that. Yeah, it absolutely stays. Bart's girlfriend is is solid. It's I I think it it's reliable, it's dependable, it's funny, consistent, has a nice a nice mixture of character in there, and gives us a nice contrast to Bart, someone who's a little too troublesome, too little, too mischievous even for Bart, steal money from church. Some lines even Bart won't cross. That's it's nice to have an episode like that. Um, so that's number one hundred eight. Yes, it's chasing the cannon. Bart's girlfriend. It's gonna be a while, I think, before we get to one where you say no. But we'll get there. It's only a matter of time, Matt. Indeed, we will. We'll get there. Um, our next episode, Matt. Next episode, of The Simpsons that we're gonna cover next week. Oh, all right. Eeny teeny Maya Mo. Oh, interesting. Okay. Introduction to Maya. Maybe maybe this will be good. I mean, Maya has been a bright spot in all the episodes I've seen her in. That's true. She Maya is a reoccurring character, which is the thing we've asked for a lot. Like, hey, give us more reoccurring supporting characters that are characters, not just jokes. Maya is one of them, maybe. And I've enjoyed Maya in all her future appearances. This is her origin first episode to your parents and this is a this episode that it's gonna i'm assuming it's gonna help humanize mo a little bit hopefully hopefully i mean or you know, or, or suicide we're gonna, jokes or we're gonna get a bunch of suicide jokes and shameless little person jokes oh boy how i hope not i hope not either i hope this is i hope this is good uh, that's next week. Watch along with us. Uh, you can find on this list their best episode ever list and everything we do on our website. And it's the SimpsonsShow.com. It has links to everything. It has links to every episode and links to our Twitter and links to our Patreon, which we'd love for you to support us, help Freya Power Hosting, and get access to a bunch of bonus material. There's a link in our show notes for the Patreon. There is every week. It's patreon.com slash Show. Um, you can find me online on Twitter at Robbie Dorman. That's my name. My website is also my name is RobbieDorman.com has links to all the things I do, including most importantly, my novels. All my books are there. You can go buy them. 
uh, read them for free with Kindle Unlimited. My newest is Killer Hockey Mask. I'll have a new book coming out very soon, a couple months from now. I'm going to start drumming up pre-orders any moment. Um, it's probably not true. It's going to be a little bit of time. But you, whatever. I'll have... I have a lot of books. You should go read them and buy them and leave me a great review. And I love you forever. If you do that, give them a shot. Um, I think they're great. Uh, I did write them, so I'm a little biased. But you should go check them out. If you haven't yet, Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. Uh, that is true. I spend all of my time trying to get kittens through the, the system to uh, get jobs and contribute to actual society. Unfortunately... They would much rather climb on my desk and shred all the cables of my very expensive electronics. So if you would like your own little intern to do that to your stuff, you can check them out at Kitten Turns on Instagram. That's K-I-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S. You can just revel in their cuteness and how they let them get away with absolutely anything they want to do. They are very cute. I, su- I suggest you follow Matt's advice. Check them out. And if you want one and you live in Central Florida, I've got two. Just got to wait for the flooding to go down. Exactly. Then you get some kittens. Um, they're great with yard work. If you have some debris, some trees falling, branches, kittens will clean it right up. Get to work. Indeed. That'll do it. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. Can you watch this? Shh.